Facebook prompting users to permit tracking. Instagram has vertical scrolling stories in the works. And Twitter's earnings point to a subscription future. It's Monday, February 15th, 2020. All that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 435 of Brave Ad World. New consumers. New media. New strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 435 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines the actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, uh, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and it has been a couple of weeks since the last episode. It's 2021 has just been off to a rocket start, so sorry about that. I hope to just continue the regular cadence of a weekly podcast, but we'll see. Uh, so it, with that in mind, like I'm just going to cover the last some stories that happened over the last two weeks. Speaking of which, let's talk about Facebook and what they were doing a couple of weeks ago. So the tension between Apple and Facebook, it is no secret, and it's certainly been growing. After calling Apple a competitor on its earnings call, Facebook announced that it will start showing users what it calls an educational message, encouraging them to consent to app tracking once Apple starts restricting IDFA tracking without explicit user permission. The message from Facebook is part of an effort called App Tracking Transparency, or ATT for short, not ATNT, ATT. It will ask users to give a permission to gather IDFA information with promises to personalize ads and information on how Facebook will use the information to just in general, personalize their experiences. So Facebook is trying to say like, you're going to get a better experience if we can personalize it, which means granting us access to this information. Once users read the message, a prompt from Apple will display to grant or restrict access. Now, Facebook's going to do what it can to control the information, but Really, like no matter how convincing Facebook's message is within the app, I question how many users are going to be convinced to grant tracking once the wordsmith me- wordsmithed message from Facebook is re- replaced by a decision prompt from Apple. Do you want to grant access to this app to track you? Snap, uh, Facebook's not the only one dealing with all of this. Snap, the South, the and the software developer Unity and others have joined Facebook in letting investors know that the limited tracking will hurt their businesses. Now, Snap, they have said that they agree with Apple's decision to allow users to opt in and said that it feels it's ready for the change. They're prepared for it. Unity, they said, we're probably going to see about a 3% hit on our annual revenue. The thing Facebook has, though, that most other apps don't is a massive user base. If Facebook can convince even like a fraction of its users to give it permission to track them, that's still a massive user base that Facebook can continue to track, a user base that really like no one other than Google can touch. So it's actually a pretty smart move by Facebook. I don't think they're going to see a very high conversion rate from it, but I do think they are going to get enough to stay very competitive 
when it comes to tracking users. All right, let's keep on talking about Facebook, but the Instagram side of the business. So Instagram has taken more than a few pages out of TikTok's playbook, uh, Reels being one. The latest attempt, though, appears to be like some UX decisions in terms of how content is served up. Soon, Instagram may introduce vertical scrolling stories to change up content consumption from horizontal swipes through stories to vertical scrolling. The move would be ideal for serving up video content from Reels, but it but it may be uh, may not be as appealing for image based stories, image based stories content just because like. You, when you're scrolling vertically, it's much more engaging from a video standpoint. Maybe not as much when you're just tapping through images. According to Instagram, the feature has not been tested yet, so who knows? This may never come to fruition. It's certainly something they're thinking about, talking about, but clearly Instagram is looking for ways to make Reels feel more natural within the Instagram environment. Right now, it's part of the Explore page where users can open it and vertically scroll, but Despite being around for months, Reels is just this fragmented add-on to the Instagram experience. Bringing vertical swiping to stories could allow Reels to to live more natively within the stories experience and maybe make Reels feel, feel less separate from the overall app. That, however, could come at the cost of engagement stories has built with it with stories to date. Like right now, the experience consuming visuals and stories it's pretty great. So would introducing vertical scrolling, like, is it enough to say, is it worth it to save reels or would it hurt stories too much that Facebook would be, or Instagram would be sacrificing something that they've had quite a bit of success in? We'll see. All right, let's jump to our last story. This week, Twitter shared their Q4 2020 earnings, and the company reported strong earnings with 28% year-over-year growth and revenues of $1.29 billion. It also saw monetizable users growing 27%, hitting $192 million, but growth may be slowing. It did note, though, that user growth continued even after Donald Trump was removed from Twitter. The earnings came the same week Twitter upgraded its mobile application promotion, or MAP for short. MAP will grow Twitter's direct response capabilities, being better able to drive users to directly install apps and re-engage them within mobile apps. That really grows Twitter's addressable market overall. In addition, Twitter noted that the ability for users to follow topics that, that was added last year really drove engagement with the number of tweets liked by users growing significantly when they follow a topic. It was interesting. Engagement rates for topic tweets, tweets that are surfaced up because a user followed a topic, are twice the rate of tweets from accounts users follow. Fleets, Twitter's version of stories and spaces, audio-based rooms where a select set of users can engage in ways, kind of similar to Clubhouse, were shown to give users a way to engage with the platform when they would otherwise prefer to deviate from the public nature of most of Twitter's other experiences. Finally, we got some details that Twitter may be looking to monetize more than it has in the past with e-commerce on the horizon. There's been a ton of rumors over the last several years of a potential subscription service from Twitter, but but following uh, that decision about e-commerce, the it. That follows up on its launch of Spaces and the acquisition of the newsletter company Review. So news is circulating that a subscription service on Twitter may not be far behind. The move 
it would make a lot of sense. One of Twitter's biggest assets, probably its biggest asset, is its content creators, its thought leaders, its news journalists and, and publishers. Twitter would be one uh, kind of become a one-stop shop for getting their thoughts via newsletter, audio, and of course, tweets with premium features or access locked behind a subscription, or at the very least, the ability to introduce tipping for content creators. So Twitter is could be your one-stop shop for engaging with those thought leaders across all of the, these different media, from newsletters to tweets to audio. It's also mulling the possibility of charging for its tweet deck app. All right, that's it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive in, into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened over the last couple of weeks at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. Facebook announced that it too has plans to launch a newsletter service coming off of the heels of Twitter's acquisition of the newsletter publishing platform review. The number of users who get their news from Facebook regularly is as high as 54%, just behind Twitter with 59%, according to Pew Research. That Plus the fact that newsletters are having a moment, to be sure, makes for a pretty attractive proposition for Facebook. The challenge, though, Facebook will contend with is a lack of trust in the news Facebook provides. People get their news from Facebook, but many don't trust it. I think that just sums up the environment we're in right now. Google announced that its in-house video game production team for its cloud gaming service Stadia will shut down. The group has failed to put out an exclusive to drive major user adoption. The hope was that eventually the team would develop such high-end games that cloud computing would be the only reasonable means of playing them. But all this doesn't mean Stadia is finished. They added the ability for users to stream directly to YouTube late last year. Streaming and social could inject new life into Stadia. We'll see. It was earnings week for Amazon, Google, and Pinterest, and all three showed recovering ad spends. Along with the news of Jeff Bezos stepping down as CEO and being replaced by Amazon Web Services lead Andy Jesse, Amazon announced a 64% year-over-year increase in other revenues, which includes advertising. Google, they reported a 17.4% increase in search and revenues and a 46% increase in YouTube ad revenues. Pinterest, they joined the group reporting sales beating analyst estimates. It also stated that it expects around a 70% increase in Q1 of this year. Facebook is introducing a set of topic exclusion controls that will allow advertisers to choose the types of stories they don't want to be shown around within the Facebook newsfeed. Topics include things like crime and tragedy, news and politics, and social issues. Critics argue that it may just allow advertisers to choose not to support news content. So we'll see. Twitter, I mean TikTok, will start warning users if they encounter videos that have information that may be false or misleading. User, users will receive warnings when they choose to reshare that content. Up until this point, TikTok worked to limit the reach of such content, but it did not warn users while they were consuming such content. Now that's changing. Snapchat's competitive offerings to lure away from lure creators away from TikTok appears to be off to a pretty good start. Snapchat Spotlight team has Snapchat Spotlight has featured 100 million users uh, in January. Spotlight promises to give $1 million per day to creator content that performs best. The creators have responded. They've created 175,000 videos per day. Wow. The success comes only two months 
after the launch of Spotlight. Spotlight off to a good start. Maybe it can give TikTok a run for its money. We'll see. Reddit's riding the wave of being at the center of a Wall Street trading craze that sent GameStop's stock price soaring. I don't think I need to get into that, but what Reddit has done is they've used that moment to double their valuation to $6 billion and raise another $250 million in funding. The platform's seen a surge in attention as well as new users throughout the pandemic. Snapchat's encouraging users to clean up their friends list with a feature called Friend Checkup. The feature will invite users to make sure everyone on their friends list is someone they actually want to be friends with, as being friends with someone allows them to see story content as well as location data in some instances. The effort is part of a user safety push. Facebook is working to develop a copy of Clubhouse, the audio-only discussion platform that's seen massive uptick in the last month. It's basically social radio, but it caught the attention of Mark Zuckerberg, who is active on the platform. And TikTok's, they their sale to Oracle and Walmart, well, it's on hold indefinitely. You'll remember the sale was forced by the, the Trump administration, citing security concerns. The Biden administration... Ha- has not taken proactive steps in pushing the matter forward at this time. And lastly, Instagram has updated its Reels algorithm to stop recommending content that's been recycled from TikTok. If it has that TikTok watermark, it's probably not going to be recommended on Reels. So creators hoping to double double dip with the exact same content on both Reels and TikTok, they're going to have to think again. All right, that's it for episode 435 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I always want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at TWiggert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.